G'day guys, welcome to episode 46 of Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. My name is Eero, I'm the host of the show. Um, today's show, we're talking about the worst thing, the worst parts of the hobby. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to shout out to the Imperfect Modeler once again to say uh, thank you for coming on the show last week in episode 45. Guys, if you missed that episode, you've done yourself an injustice. It was such a great episode, if I do say so myself, but you know what? The star of the show wasn't me. It was Dave, a.k.a. the Imperfect Modeler. So really, really enjoyed the episode, really enjoyed the chat with him. At the end of that show, I played uh, the theme music from... The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, uh, a a wild west, uh, a spaghetti western uh, movie. And what I didn't realise, so great tune, I've always loved it ever since I was a kid, but what I, listening to it, you know, on the podcast, running it through, making sure it worked and everything like that, what I didn't realise is that one of the sections later on, there's a vocal. So if you're not familiar with the tune, the tune is like, That's the basic tune done really roughly by me just then. But later on, there's a vocal that does a section. It goes, and it just cracks me up every time I hear it now. Because there's there's someone, you've got to imagine someone in a studio doing this vocal part for that song, and they're going like this. Ah, <laughs> ah yeah, I just had to mention it because it, it just keeps tickling me every time I listen to it. So I asked the question on Instagram and on the blog, What's the worst part about our beloved hobby? I'll get to all the answers soon, but I just wanted to talk about the worst parts for me. Now, one of the things that was raised was time. Now, I've banged on about this before, so I won't bang on about it too much this time. (laughs) But never having enough time for the hobby is really something that, um, (laughs) I won't say upsets me, but it, you know, it perturbs me let's say I just you know like it's so hard to muster up the um, the motivation sometimes when you've had a long day and I'm a I the job I do is very physical so you know you are pretty knackered by the end of the day and you really just want to sit down and put your feet up have a few beers or hang out with the kids you know you don't want to you don't want to have to do anything but then you know time ticks away and suddenly it's the end of the week and you haven't done any kind of hobby work and you start getting withdrawal symptoms. Well, I do anyway. And it starts to plague you. It starts to, you start to feel that itch and you might even start to get irritable because you haven't had the me time and da da da. So yeah, that's a big one for me. It's, that's, that is the worst aspect of the hobby for me is not having enough time for it. I even find myself daydreaming about being retired one day so that I've got more time for the hobby uh, plus other things you know um, but yeah that's that's definitely the big one for me but I guess regardless of what your hobby is that's often the case you know but I think I think that people that say uh, play golf they might join a club and then they're kind of locked in and maybe that's the case with gamers within our hobby. Maybe they have a like a club they're a part of and they're locked into games night every Thursday night or something like that. That's kind of cool. But behind the scenes to just chip away at the hobby as in painting and building and things like that, then 
there's no locked in time. Um, you might tell me different, but I don't have a locked in time. It just has to be when I can squeeze the time in. Other than the time issue, I don't really have any, inverted commas, worst things about the uh, the hobby, any negative things. Of course, like, yeah, cleaning up mold lines is not my favorite, but you know, it's, it's kind of part and parcel of the hobby. Um, painting eyes is definitely something I struggle with. I'm slowly getting better, but it's not something I look forward to doing. But generally, it's really just the time thing. Everything else, there is a, a level of enjoyment anyway. The question was really aimed at you lot. I really wanted to know what the the hobby world, the hobby culture, what the worst aspect of the hobby is for our people. So let's hear what you guys thought, starting with the blog. You can find my blog, imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com. I asked the question over there, and here are the answers I received. Okay. First up, we have Miko from dawnofthelead.com. Go check him out. He's a cool dude. Uh, he has a, um, a big spotlight on sort of, uh, or his thing is sort of pirates mostly, probably 80%, 85% pirates and all sorts of other stuff as well. Really cool dude. Go check him out. I'll be doing a hobby spotlight on him later on down the track. He says, my least favorite part by far has to be prepping miniatures, removing mold lines, fitting together metal parts, pinning. Ah! That's what his noise was. I hate it so I get sloppy doing it and then notice halfway through painting that there's a mold line running through somewhere visible. And then I have to take a file or sandpaper to, to a painted mini. Yeah, I think we've all done that. We, I, you know, you sort of rush, or I do, I tend to rush through cleaning up the mold lines and the flash and stuff like that. And then lo and behold, when you're really concentrating on it, on the miniature and painting it, you start to see those mold lines and you go, and you just have to get scraping. The Imperfect Modeler, who we had on the show last week, said, with figures, my least favorite stage is the prep. I just want to get started on the painting side and simply see the stage, see that stage as a frustration. Again, so the cleanup. Um, Dave Stone said, as for the question, my answer would be never enough time to do all the ideas I have as I love every element of the hobby process. I hear that brother. Like I said before, that's that's my biggest, biggest gripe I'd say. Uh, we had Alex from Lead Balloonly. He said, actually, he didn't say anything at all. He just said, uh, he commented on the uh, the model I put up. Looking good, dude. Ridiculously impractical, of course. <laughs> of course. That's the Eero way, I'd say. We had, uh, now this is a new follower, I think. He's called Luke. Um, and he's from I Dream of Minis. And he said, I think the only thing I really don't much like about the hobby is cleaning mold lines another one for mold lines if i could get miniatures with zero cleanup that would be fantastic it's also probably impossible uh, well technology is only getting better so you never know there might some company out there might produce a miniature one day with no mold lines actually i've been working on some um, little 3d printed miniatures and there's no mold lines on them but they just they i'll talk about them later but they're just kind of odd anyway <laughs> um we've got uh, uh john from just needs varnish um i hate miscast parts that leave a mold line you just can't clean up or fill in usually metal bits in fact i hate them that much i need to repeat that i hate miscast parts 
that leave mold lines you just can't clean up or fill in. Okay, he's pretty angry, that guy, pretty angry. Uh, rantings from under the war game table. That's, uh, that's our friend Roger, who I also interviewed a little while ago. Worst part of the hobby, well, not to be very original, I too hate removing mold lines. Seeing a bit of a trend here, guys. When it comes to painting and turning to the sculpting side, I don't like making the wire support structures. Okay, that's interesting. Or bulking up the figure before you can add the detail. I guess we all like doing the detail bits, be it painting or whatever, even though they can be bleep, as in swear word, frustrating in their own right too. Thank you, Roger. Pete, uh, he said, hang on, Pete from SP Project, he says, as for my least favorite part of the hobby, anything to do with decals. That's actually a pretty good one because I didn't mention it before, but decals, yeah, I'm clumsy with decals. I mean, some people are just adept at it and amazing and just, you know, never tear a decal in their life. But me, I'm often sloppy. I'm often a bit too rough and I don't know. I, I can't be gentle with decals for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Curibo from Curibos, Curibos, CuribosPainting.com. He says, least favorite thing in the hobby is having to make a bunch of terrain to do some gaming, especially when it is a repetitive task like making a bunch of trees. Varnishing is also up there in that it tends to be a bit tedious, but if you mess it up and get frosting, you lose basically all your painting progress, which is maddening. There are other things I'm sure, but those two stand out for me. Fair enough, Curibo. Mark A. Morin, another chap I've interviewed. He's a good dude. Um, what has he said? I'm pretty sure he said prep as well. I can't see it there, but he did say prep as well. Lord Commander Loth from, where's he from? Uh, the eloth'sendeavors.wordpress.com. So Lord Commander Loth says, one worst part of the hobby, one has to be trying to find the bit you just dropped on the floor that you had just found and would work perfect to stick to the model. It normally has to be very a very small bit too. Make it even to make it even easier to find. He's being sarcastic there. The other would be base spraying models. Got to wait till the weather is good, etc. Then I always get too much in some areas and none somewhere else. I hate it. Um, yeah, it doesn't bother me, spraying models. Actually, I find it quite uh, cathartic in a way. Um, I guess I'm lucky because I don't have to rely on any kind of weather. I just go out into the garage and uh, and spray them. But dropping bits, oh man, that, that can do my head in. Especially, I sometimes I'm working on the smallest, tiniest little bits. And then, yeah, you finally get it just right. You've carved it, you've shaped it, you know, and then you just nudge it in the wrong direction. It goes flying off the hobby table into a carpet. If you've got polished floorboards or tiles or polished concrete or something, it's pretty easy to find because you can sort of run your hand across it. But if you drop it on a carpet, and especially my carpet's like a, um, quite a dark blue in some of the rooms, in my hobby room, and uh, yeah, it's nigh on impossible to bloody find so yeah i've many times my my family have laughed at me because they've seen me on my hands and knees with the little light that comes with your iphone searching for some lost bit (laughs) 
Okay, jumping over to Instagram, I asked the same question. What's the worst thing about the hobby? And had uh, quite a quite a nice response, actually. First up, we have Arunia, A-R-U-N-I-R. They said, the new additions. And I asked, of rules. <laughs> I'm such a noob. And they said, yeah, rules and some of the new army books that basically killed any will to play anymore. I replied with, ah, I see. I don't know much about the rules. Uh, are the older editions still viable or is it a case, I meant to say, I said car, of everyone jumps on board with the new stuff? And they said, all aboard the new stuff. It's it's bust that I never liked the Primaris and the stores near me basically now only have ultra hardcore Primaris players. I'm going to look at the new Drukari, I think I pronounced that right, that's the Dark Elder, I believe, Codex, and see if they change some stuff. And in Age of Sigma, they crippled my Caradrons because, hey, if you have troops in your sky vessels and the enemy shot shoots at the vessels, he can choose to either hit the vessel or the troops in it, but I can't fire out of it. So basically, this would mean that if I had 40k marines in a rhino transport, they can shoot out, but everything can shoot them while they're in transport tank, which should protect them. Sounds legit. And in the old army book, the biggest vessel of Caradrons was a flagship and could buff the other ships. They basically deleted that part too. So this is just saltiness, but yeah. I will try Warcry with my... Iron Forge Sliveneth. I think I pronounced that right as well, but that will be basically it. The oh, the Redneck Boss. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Scraping Mold Lines, another one for Mold Lines, is definitely high on my list of model orientated stuff, but it's part of building models. Seeing some of the sexist gatekeeping stuff online is pretty horrible too, though I think that's from a small yet loud minority not a big fan of the waac net listing mindset either i didn't know what waac is um and it stands for win at all costs so that was interesting uh that was from uh yeah redneck boss Mr. Underscore Stukas, Sturkas, S-T-U-R-K-A-S. Most definitely the prep and allowing myself the time to actually do some hobby work. So those are my two key things as well. Um, okay, we've got uh, N13E86. I don't know if that means anything. Nye 86 No, just N13E86. Game-wise, Warhammer and lack of players who agree to try something different. Hobby-wise, mold lines on spiky things. Yeah, spiky things is a big one, actually, because uh, there is, I mean, it's hard to get a knife in there or whatever, a file in there to, to carve off or scrape off those lines, and that does my head in a bit as well, to be honest. Eonimic uh, Minis. I'm so bad at enunciating people's names, but I'll spell it out. E-O-I-N... M-C-M-I-N-I-S. Eon McMinnies? That's probably something completely different. Elitism, snobbery from fellow hobbyists. 
Through there, though there seems to be less of it about generally at the moment, people not branching out to try other game systems is an irritant, but in fairness, it's not cheap to do so. Goddamn mold lines are a right pain. And I replied with, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of snobbery unless I'm just naive. They replied with, Instagram is happily fairly free of it. Some other places are a bit iffy, but sure, look. We had... Uh, Cogliostro, C-0-G-L-I-S-T-R-O, stripping, cleaning, and repairing eBay, sla- uh, eBay rescues slash out-of-production models, especially Forge World products. I replied with, yeah, cleanup is a big one. I actually quite enjoy eBay rescues, though. Have seen uh, the dude? Have you seen the dude on YouTube who specializes in eBay rescues? Can't think of his name at the moment, but it's a fun channel. Chronicles.of.ursh, U-R-S-H, sections of the community who complain about GW, Games Workshop, ripping them off as if it's not a capitalist company providing luxury items that you absolutely do not have to buy, and mold lines. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And we've, we've discussed the price point with Games Workshop before. And yeah, exactly that. You don't have to buy it, guys. And, you know, they're a big uh, company and they're um, a very lucrative and, you know, interesting companies. But, you know, you don't have to follow it, not, not by any means. Um, we had her or hair dot sobek h-e-r-r dot s-o-b-e-k he's replied to chronicles and he said yeah i mean gw has become a company with shops all around the globe that exclusively sell their products in brackets think apple stores which means rent for stores warehouses shipping stuff and then stuff there hundreds of employees and because they desperately wanted the lord of the rings license they enlisted the london stock exchange they are in a position where they have to make a profit that's exactly right and this is definitely in the realm of luxury hobby items for sure agreed and they know they are still leading the market for that small niche hobby so they will charge whatever they want people complaining about the prices yet buying their products regardless really annoys me yeah, I don't, look, it doesn't really annoy me. Like, I, you know, uh, first world problems. <laughs> but I think um, it's it always surprises me. I'm always like, well, just don't buy it then. Like, you know, do something else. But yeah, to buy it and then complain is a bit weird to me. Um, he also said, I, uh, is there a miniature or book or set of dice or anything I think I will enjoy? I buy. If... I think it's way overpriced, I won't. And if I should buy it, nonetheless, I don't think I should blame anyone but me. But that's me. Other opinions are available. Take care, everyone. Yeah, well said, my friend. Well said. Um, Okay, we had Aberdeen underscore painting underscore studio. The gatekeeping around something like heresy. You've got to do it. um, And they're talking about the game of heresy. 30,000, I think it is, 30K. You've got to do it our way or it's not right and we will belittle and bully you. Now that's not on, is it? And mold lines, especially on Forge World Resin. And I said, ah, yes, the rules suck sometimes. And then we had Arc- Arctic Voden. Arctic Voden or Voden. Metagamers and hyper painters. That's what you call table ready. We had Cleric, Cleric 3 
Willow, but it's spelled C-L-A-R-I-C-3 W-1-L-L-O-W. It's an interesting name. I think it might, maybe it's her name, like a real name. I don't know. But she's a cool chick, this lady. Um, the boatload of white male supremacists it inex- inexplicably attracts. Oh, I ca- that's an interesting... So I'm reading this for the first time, folks. So that's interesting. A boat, The boatload of white male supremacists it in- inexplicably attracts. Oh, I'll have to um, find out exactly what she means by that. Um, I didn't... I wasn't aware of that. Don't know exactly what she means. So that would be interesting to follow up with her, actually. Um, okay, on to uh, Maxon. M-A-X-X-O-N-99. Rebasing. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's I've never done it. I've never had to do it. But I'm guessing later on down the track, I might have to go down that path. Um, especially for certain games and things like that. Um, Grim 40K, mold lines for sure. Yep, simple, straight to the point, direct, and absolutely on the money. We had Hair Sobek back again, H-E-R-R-S-O-B-E-K. Painting, base coating, super boring, yet absolutely necessary. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Modeling, mold lines in weird places and gap filling. Yep, that's spot on as well, my friend. Okay, we had off-world underscore miniatures underscore studios. For me, it is cleaning out a clogged airbrush. Oh, that's a new one. Um, I haven't really done any airbrush work. I, I do have an airbrush and I do plan to experiment with it a lot more. Um my thing is I just want to get stuck into the hobby. I don't want to have to get set up and, you know, all that kind of thing. So that's why I haven't done really much in the way of airbrushing. But I've heard on the grapevine that a clogged airbrush, it can be a real bastard. And there's a lot of cleaning involved before and after uh, your little session. So thank you, Offworld underscore miniatures underscore studios. We had Angry Piper. He's a cool dude. Uh, the He's been following the podcast. Thanks for that, buddy. The obsessive need to acquire more and more miniatures, knowing that my pile of shame will certainly outlive me as it is. <laughs> oh man, that's you, you know what? That is you, you're right on the money, Angry Piper. Um, I sort of didn't even think about that one. It doesn't, it doesn't upset me really, but I do sort of look at it and go, oh, yeah, okay, there's a lot there that I don't know if I'm ever going to get to, except for when I retire, maybe. Um, (laughs) But I don't know if you heard the episode a while back now, but I stopped calling it the pile of shame, and now I now call it the pile of possibilities, because I'm all about putting positive spins on things. But you are right, my friend. We had uh, Philip underscore Parcheesi. The guilt I feel for supporting companies that produce tons upon tons of plastic each year, not to mention all the other petrol products used to produce all the other things used in the hobby. That's an interesting point. So, um, you know, we want a green world as much as possible. So I can sort of see his point there. And we are, you know, that's, you know, buying into this sort of... uh, this corporation that has probably has a ton load of waste and all that kind of thing. My, and maybe this is me just coming up with excuses for it myself, but my approach is I try to make use of every single thing in that box, including the box. So I'll use the sprues, I'll use the cardboard for things as much as I can. Of course, there's still waste, but as much as I can, I really try to make use of everything. And that's my little way trying to reduce the, you know, the carbon footprint. 
We had uh, Rogaroo. Um, where is he? Rogaroo 1986. I'll just spell that. R O U G A R O U. 1986 the urge to play new game systems and then having to learn all those new tiles on top of the rules for games you already play as new additions come out in my situation i have a friend that loves playing kings of war and frostgrave but wants nothing to do with age of sigma or 40k my other friends love anything warm warhammer warmer hordes and dystopian wars etc okay yeah that's an interesting point too you know there are a lot of games out there and of course, it's the kind of thing that you re- to get really immersed in it, you kind of need to learn all the rules, and that takes time and dedication and commitment. So if there's 101 different games out there, yeah, it's a lot to learn and take on board. That's kind of why I kind of skirt around the edges. <laughs> but thank you, uh, Rogaroo1986. We had Garan.ohen, G-H-A-R-A-N dot O-H-E-N. Community-wise, it'd be like almost any hobby. Gatekeepers. On the personal side of the hobby, gap-filling. God, I hate (laughs) gap-filling. Yeah, fair enough. We had Crooked Nostrils. I love this. I love the name of this guy. Crooked. He's he's commented before in the past. Crooked Nostrils. I really hope they're not crooked. Well, if they are, that's okay too. Um, And he just says simply, virginity. I'll just leave that there, I think. Virginity. Uh, <laughs> okay, Imago or Imago underscore Apis, I M A G O underscore A P I S, charging 30% to 45% extra to people outside the UK. And I asked, do you mean a particular supplier or brand mate? And he said, Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Legion underscore of underscore the underscore bland. Legion of the bland with an underscore between each of those words. He says, toxic community trolls taking a dump on other hobbyist fun slash work. And I said, here, here, very good point, man, because I have seen a little bit of that and that's not on. You know, like everyone's got their own approach. Everyone's got their own skill level and it's all uh, your own perception as well. You know, like what's good to one guy might not be so good to another and all that kind of thing. And I just think, who cares? As long as you're having fun and painting and building and playing and all that, like who cares? So yeah, very good point, Legion of the Bland. And then last but not least, we have D20 Shaped Heart, Gatekeeping and WAAC, which is, I've just learned, win at all costs. Thank you to everyone from the blog and everyone from Instagram who got involved, commented and told me what their worst thing about the beloved hobby is. I think it's a clear winner, those guys. Uh, It's definitely mold lines and the prep before you actually do anything else, really. That seems to be the winner as far as the worst thing about the hobby. Now, clearly, it's first world problems, dudes, but... But it's still very real. It's a real, real issue. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe one day technology will be so advanced that we can wipe mold lines off the face of the earth once and for all. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. Okay, before I get into uh, the hobby spotlight and what I've been up to and all that kind of jazz... 
I want to do a bit of shameless promotion <laughs> because I probably don't do enough of that on my show, you know, promoting my blog and Instagram and stuff like that. But I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to my other podcast, which is called Fly on the Wall Podcast. If you type that all as one word into Google, you'll find us. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of thing. Now, I co-host the show with my best mate, uh, Big Woz, aka Warren, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. It's very dark humid. Um, It's just two big kids, two idiots, really, uh, talking crap. And you as the audience are literally the fly on the wall listening to two 41-year-old Aussie idiots talk about all sorts of things from dinosaurs to true crime to dwarves, all sorts of things. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is we also do, every now and then we do these little skit things. Um, We've done sort of uh, radio type drama plays. We did one called The Post-Apocalyptic Saga. That was awesome. We did another one called Asylum. That was pretty cool too. We've lately we've taken to doing a podcast within a podcast. So it's uh, uh, called the Grundy Brothers, and it's um, I play a guy called Neil Grundy, who's kind of a, a homicidal maniac, but a really really nice guy. Think kind of like Wolf Creek, <laughs> the main character from that. Um, and Warren plays a chap called Jed, who he, he walks the walk and talks the talk, but he's full of crap. Um, <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring it up is because um, in next week's episode, so the coming episode, which is episode 80, 88, we're, uh, we're doing a bit of a campfire sing-song special with these two Grundy brothers. And we've already pre-recorded the songs and everything like that. And I just wanted to share one of them on here for a bit of a change, bit of a laugh. Now, please note, um, I generally don't swear on this Eero podcast because, as a bit of a rule, because I think it's kind of um, for everyone. I wouldn't want to offend someone, and like there could be younger folk listening. Could I, I sometimes have a bit of an issue with swearing in front of girls? I know it's incredibly old-fashioned, but that's that's just who I am. Um, so I just want to warn you that in this song there is swearing. In this song, there I'm playing a character, and so is Warren. So my voice is different. Warren's voice is different. If you know Warren from this podcast or other ones, um, so yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. It was a bit of fun. Uh, Warren actually wrote it. I sang it, and Warren also played the guitar, and I also did some whistling in it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bit of a laugh, just to give you a bit of a taste of the kind of crap and weird stuff we do over on Fly on the Wall podcast. So hope you enjoy it. There's a uh, lot of beautiful things about Australia. One of them being the uh, crisp blue skies, the golden sanded beaches, the snow-capped mountains and the beautiful dense green scrub. But one of the most beautiful things about Australia, let me tell you folks, is uh, the people and the sayings that they come up with. Always gives me a bit of a chuckle. So this is a song that my brother Jed wrote here all about people and how we uh, Aussies talk. We have a way here in Australia of saying things in our own way. Might not make much sense to most, but then again, it may. Stone the crows and fuck me dead Core strike a light 
Just some of the things we often say at our own or another's plight. Fair dinkum, bloody oath, and strike me fucking pink. Fair dinkum, and bloody oath, and strike me fucking pink. Take it away there, Jet. Truth. Larger and a bogan and a dead set tosser Are insults more or less Crack the shits and crook as a dog Are some of our best So pull up your budgie smugglers and pull up your dacks And head to the bottle and grab a VB and chug it Because before too long the coppers will be on your ass So uh, Floor that falcon you and say fuck it. Fair dinkum, bloody oath, and strike me fucking pink. Struth. Fair dinkum, bloody oath. Strike me fucking pink Fair dinkum and bloody oath And strike me fucking pink Fair dinkum, bloody oath And strike me fucking pink Struth Hi there folks, this is Mike here from Starship Varenas. Check out my hobby work on Instagram and WordPress. Just search for at Starship Varenas. You are listening to the fantastic Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Ah uh, yeah, so there you go. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the uh, the song. It's called Straya and uh, yeah, I've, I've been singing it all week actually or whistling it to myself. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Anyway, on with this show. Uh, the hobby spotlight this week is on Dakar Tastic. That's D A K A T A S T I C. Dakar Tastic, as in he's combined the Dakar and Fantastic, which is clever. Now he's a uh, an Instagram Instagrammer that I follow, uh, an hobbyist, and I think he follows me. I'm not sure, but he's a cool dude, Aussie dude, another Aussie. So Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Um, Absolutely brilliant work. His terrain work, his miniature work, everything is just sensational. Um, I really, really like his weathering, a lot of rust and a lot of grime and stuff like that, which I'm a big fan of. And I, I guess you kind of have to be a fan of that if you're into 40K, but it's really gribbly. Like it's really dirty and manky and just so cool. Um, <laughs> his, yeah, the terrain work is absolutely out of this world. He's done a fairly recent one. I think it might be a Mordheim, for a Mordheim board. And it's, I think it's called Abendolf. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. But it's so cool. It looks like, because he get with the photos, he gets right down into the nooks and crannies of his terrain pieces. And you feel like you're wandering around this make-believe village. Like, it feels very real. It always, attention to detail is really good. Um, there's a there's a smoke stack, a chimney stack that he's got that um, it looks like a lopsided chimney stack made from bricks and, and mortar and stuff. Like, it's absolutely spot on. So, I mean, it's like diorama level, if you know what I mean. Um, really, really cool. 
Um, all his miniatures are fantastic as well. Uh, one that stands out to me is uh, got a space marine riding a bush kangaroo. And on the Space Marine's um, shoulder pad, shoulder armor, pauldron, I think you call it, um, he's got the Aussie flag there. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah, so go check him out. He's, he's a really nice dude as well and always comments back and all that kind of stuff. If you say, hey, this is awesome, he'll say thank you, which is always, I always appreciate that kind of interaction. Uh, yeah, Dakatastic, D-A-K-K-A. T-A-S-T-I-C. Very, very cool indeed. What have I been up to lately with the hobby? Well, it's been a bit of a, a mishmash of things. I suppose the main thing has been Hellgate. I've been chipping away at that. I really do like that project. That's why I keep coming back to it, obviously. Um, it's, uh, I think the main thing I like about it is that it's. I can. I'm free to do whatever I want. There's no, and I'm pretty much always like that with every project, but what I mean is it's not bolt action. It's not a particular army from 40K. It's my own little world. It's world building and it's at its finest. <laughs> and I've got complete freedom to be as creative and as weird and as wonderful as I want to be. Um, I uh, A particular model that stands out to me that I've done recently that I've put up on Instagram, Imperial Rebel Orc, go check it out, is, um, is a servitor, basically, and he's holding a candle. That's kind of it. But I've used the 135 scale head and uh, you know all little bits and pieces I could find for arms and torso and everything. But uh, yeah, he's also holding a candle. He's got his arms kind of like, it's like a half robotic, half fleshy arm that's stretched as far as it can. Uh, and at the end, he's holding a candle. I think it was from the Night Haunts kit. And it looks awkward. It actually looks weird and awkward the way his arm is just jutting out straight, straight out from his body and holding this candle. But it's so weird and awkward that it kind of works for me. I've also painted a miniature for my St. Christos Pirate Island project. That project is the biggest project I've ever started and I've done very, very little for it. I think this miniature is maybe number four or five out of uh, hundreds that I've got to do for it. I've also got to build the island. I've also got to paint the ships and yeah, it's massive. Anyway, it's more like a, it's like a huge diorama, I suppose. But anyway, um, but I painted this little chap. It was kind of good to get the paints out again. I've been doing a lot of converting lately. So yeah, it was nice to do a bit of painting. And I've also made a start on a diorama piece that I want to do that um, I was very fortunate to get some miniatures from um, Mark A. Morin, who's been on the show uh, quite a while ago now, actually. I'm using some of those, um, and uh, or one thing in particular, actually. And also, I got some miniatures sent to me by Roger, who was also on the show. And I'm combining the both to make a weird kind of science fiction uh, diorama. And yeah, I'm quite excited about this one. Um, hoping to knock that out in the next couple of weeks um, because then I've got to make a start on the February challenge which is what I mentioned I think in last week's episode episode 45 um, where it has to be a female based um, thing so you can just paint a single female miniature or you can paint a, a diorama or I'm doing a, I'm going for a diorama uh, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. So sort of a busy boy with the hobby lately, which is kind of nice. I've had a bit of extra time uh, in the evenings and things. So yeah, it's been fun to chip away at that. 
Thank you to Hess and another bloke called Stephen who uh, emailed me just to say they're enjoying the show. Hess is actually listening from Croatia, which is, that's awesome. That's really kind of cool. I don't know why I find that cool, but it just is, I suppose, because I automatically think maybe um, like it's more like English and Australian and American and Canadian folk listening. So to get an email from someone from Croatia, just, I don't know, it tickled me. It's kind of cool. But yeah, thanks to those guys for, for uh, contacting me and just saying they're enjoying the show. That's awesome. Love to hear from you guys. So feel free to email me, imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. You can just say day. You can send me some photos of bits and pieces you've been working on. Um, you can give me some suggestions for the podcast that you'd like for me to research and talk about. Uh, please note, though, I don't do a hell of a lot of research. You may have noticed that. Um, <laughs> uh, feel free to jump onto my Instagram, which is imperialrebelorc. Feel free to read some of my blog posts. I've been a little bit more... Um, uh, prolific, I say, I suppose. I've done a couple of posts in the last few weeks, uh, which is imperialrebelorc at wordpress.com. Hope you enjoyed the show, guys, but that's pretty much it. Just wanted to say happy Christmas to everyone or happy holidays and uh, be good to yourselves. Uh, be good, good to others. Just be a good person. Put yourself out in the world as best you can. Always try to help one another. And uh, yeah, Laugh lots, smile lots, eat lots, drink lots, and uh, stay healthy. <laughs> that's that's me. That's uh, Merry Christmas. That's uh, yeah. I'm I'm out of here, guys. So uh, I'm gonna go and drink a lot of port over Christmas, and eat a lot of seafood, and uh, yeah, just have a great time. I'm such a big kid at Christmas. I bloody love it. But um, anyway, that's enough of my ramblings. Catch you in episode forty-seven. Cheers, guys. Bye. You've been listening to The Imperial Rebel Podcast.